Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Are you sick of your nine to five day job? Is money a mysterious force that seems to always have power over you? And how is your current mindset limiting the opportunities you're able to see? In this coaching call, I work with a woman that's tired of feeling dragged around by her finances. During the conversation, we reveal some limiting beliefs, shift into an empowered mindset, and confront her fears by taking action. And be sure to listen all the way through to hear an update about what happened as a result of this call. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. So let's talk about expectations, right? Because this is a single conversation and the coaching work that I do is long-term. Some of the people I've worked with, I've worked with for years and we have these conversations on a regular basis. And so I just, what I want to do is just relax that this is going to be some kind of quick fix. Mm -hmm. I also want to relax any kind of expectation. You've got to make something happen or I have to make something happen today or that you've got to look good or I need to look good or perform or anything like that. So I just want to invite both of us that we can be messy and not have to have it all together. And this could doesn't have to, this could be just be a big nothing burger and it's fine. It'd be totally yeah. fine. All right. I appreciate that. I listened to your first coaching call just to be like, okay, what is this going to be like? And it, it made me feel a little bit more open to, to just letting the conversation flow. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, this is really, you're in the driver's seat here. You get to take whatever works for you and just throw out anything that does not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I went through your the email you sent me and there wasn't a lot in there around that, but essentially I've got that at least at that time, there was some decision paralysis as you called it around kind of the next phase for you with your career. Mm-hmm. Um, but give me a sense of where you are. What do you, what would, what would be really helpful for you today? Um, 
well, I mean, are we getting into it? Should I start? Let's, let's get into it. <laughs> Unless there's so, anything else you need to address before we start. No, I think, I think we're good. I think I'm kind of getting to this place in my life where I've, I've started my career. Well, you know, I've been in a career for a little while now and it was what I went to school for. And I'm like, is this it? <laughs> is that it? You know, I, I'm surrounded by a bunch of people at the job that I work at now and they've been there their whole lives. And I don't know if it's just like looking at their lives and being like, oh my goodness, is this where I'm going to work for the rest of my life? Like that sounds really depressing. But at, at the same time, like I like my job. Um, I, I have a great manager. I'm doing what I went to school for. So at least I'm interested in that. And um, I'm pretty good at it. But, you know, the idea of working for somebody else for like the rest of my life just makes me feel like there's got to be more than that. Like why, why just sit there and work a nine to five desk job and that's it, you know? So I've been exploring options of, of what to do. Maybe I could, you know, start my own business. There's um, lots of different ideas that I have, but because I'm in this phase of life where, you know, I'm almost 30 and I'm starting to think about wanting to have kids. You know, I have a, a long-term significant other. And we've been talking about, you know, taking our relationship to that level. And, you know, starting to try to think about planning for the future. It's like, do I take that risk now before I have kids? Do I not take that risk and just, you know, stay in a financially stable position, but also knowing that there's like a cap to that and not really taking that risk, you know, like I grew up, um, in, in like a, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I, I basically, I grew up in a cult and I didn't know it was a cult until maybe five years ago. And so that's really impacted my decision-making in life. It's made me very risk averse and funny enough, you know, my partner is, totally the opposite of me. He is the, the riskiest person that I know. Um, and so, you know, there's parts of me that have opened up over the years to take more risks. And I think that's why I'm considering this idea of, you know, taking a bit of a risk with my career or what I'm doing with my life. But I also feel like I don't know where to start. And maybe it's a skill that you have to learn with taking risks or, or being more calculated with it. But at this point, you know, I am in a little bit of a decision paralysis with, you know, if I, if I leave, you know, what, which one am I going to start? Which idea am I going to start with? So that's, that's basically where I'm at. Okay. And I, I don't, I want to check something out earlier when you were talking, I, I was wondering if I sensed some emotion, some strong emotion for you as you were talking about that. Was that, was that coming up for you at all? A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's it feels like a big deal. You know, it feels like I'm making this decision for like the rest of my life. Oh, that's heavy. That is heavy. <laughs> and like, as much as I know that that's not necessarily true, like I can make a decision to change, like at any point, it, it just feels like there's more riding on it because of the financial side of it. Mm. Okay. And for you, what do you, 
I want to understand what finances mean to you because finances can mean money can mean different things to us. So for you, money means what finances mean, means what to you? Um, well, I guess I could give you a little bit of a background on this to, to understand where I might be coming from. So basically when I grew up, my family wasn't very, like my parents weren't very financially literate. I would say that, you know, things didn't go very well for them. We, we were doing okay, but it was mostly just because they had a lot of credit card debt. Um, and they, from what I've heard, they went bankrupt like twice. Mm. So they didn't really know how to pass on any knowledge of, of what that like how to have a financially stable life, basically. Um, they also pushed me to be pretty independent. So basically right when, you know, high school was over, I moved out right away. And I kind of just had to figure things out on my own in terms of financial stuff. So, you know, I wasn't really like set up for success, but I realized, you know, it's my own responsibility too, to figure that out. And, you know, I went to school, I got my business degree and that kind of helps me figure out, you know, what, how to deal with finances. But at the same time, I've been living on my own for about 10 years now. And I, I haven't really gotten out of a hole that I was in when I was, you know, first starting out. And at that time, you know, I made a lot of bad decisions with my money. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting into a better financial position now, but, you know, I always feel like I'm making, like I'm catching up a bit on my finances. And so the idea of like making a career change, it, the risk of the financial side seems like more of a big deal than everything else. Yeah. I, as you talk, I hear the words that you're saying, but I also hear that in the tone, like this is really scary. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, here. I would, yeah. <laughs> I don't like, I don't want to get choked up. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. I, like I feel a responsibility, like for what I have my own family. You feel responsibility to say that part again? Um, I, I, I feel like I have a responsibility to be financially stable for, you know, the, my future family, for my kids Okay. that I don't have yet, but getting there, it feels like the timeline is coming down really fast, hmm. but, um, I'm not quite there yet. Okay. Got it. So it's not just. Hey, I've got to figure out my path here. I've also got to be able to provide, not just for me, which has been challenging, but this next phase of my life, if I, if I, if and when I become a mother. Exactly. Um, and it feels like if I don't take a risk now with my career, you know, I might be missing out on more financial stability than what I have right now. I mean, I know that what I'm making at my job now is, is kind of just like capped at a, at a certain point just with the pay structure that they have. And I'm sure that, you know, there's probably ways I could either move up or negotiate my pay, but I might be missing out on a lot more if I could just 
you know, make that change with my career and maybe do something for myself. Okay. There's two things that come up as we're talking so far. And I want to, hopefully we'll, we'll get to explore both of them. But the first thing is understanding the role of our work in our lives. What is the role of our work? So for some people, it is their lives. It's their identity. It's we, everything can just get wrapped up in it. We can, even though they might say, oh, my family's the most important thing, or this is the most important. If we look at where their choices, what their choices are mm-hmm. and how they sacrifice their health and how they sacrifice all these other things in order to be available to work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, where their mind is where their thoughts are, where their attention is. It's work. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's this thing. And then we could probably try to figure out what work really means from that point. Is it survival? Is it identity? This is important for, this is where I feel worthy. This is where I feel important. This is where I feel like I matter. There's all of that stuff. So what's the role of work in our lives? Mm-hmm. If work, if work becomes this thing that it, that be, is at the center point, then everything revolves around it. Or we can start to look at, well, work is the thing that empowers me to have the life that I want to have. Right. I work so that I can earn money and that money allows me to be a good dad, good mom, be able to to have the experiences I want to have before I die. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, right? Allows me to do meaningful things in my community, allows me to whatever. So there's this other thing where work is something that kind of works for us. It, it, it's the thing that empowers us to be able to do the things we ultimately want to do. That's a pretty strange concept to a lot of folks. And it's, it's a pretty luxurious concept in this day and age to think about. That's the first one. The second thing as, as we're talking is I'm, as we talk about money and I want to check this out with you, money and this, as we talk, it seems like it's very mysterious to you. How would you describe it? There's just this money and it's, yeah. How would you describe this money finances world in your, from your perspective? Yeah, I, I guess it's like, um, I feel like it's a set, it's something separate from me. Like I know, I know of families that are doing quite well and I'm always trying to like get into their head of like, okay, well, how did they see things different than me? And like, what can I learn from that in terms of like financial, you know, the financial side of my life? But I don't think I've ever really understood you know, maybe there's like a different point of view that I could have on my finances, but it's not, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like I can understand where somebody who has more money is coming from in life. Like, I don't know how they got there. I don't know how they, maybe they see things differently and that's why they're there. So I'm always trying to look for that like point of view, like, I've tried to do exercises where I'm like, what, okay, let's just say, you know, I have all the money that I want. Let's say like, I have nothing but the money that I need. So what am I going to do now? 
And it's like, it's interesting because most of my life I've been just trying to make enough money. But if I already had enough money, then what would I do? I actually don't know if I could answer that. Well, let's come back to, I appreciate where you're going with that, but let's, let's come back to this idea that as you described, there's some people that have money and it, you, it seems like there's not an ability to see how they connected the dots to get that money. So did, whether, whether they come from money and the money was passed on, did they learn a trade, a skill, and it was very conscious that they were going to learn this process of money. If I, and I see this a lot with people that even people that have money, money can be very mysterious. Okay. And we can create, and I want to help you identify the script that you have, which is if, which might've been like, if I just go to college and I just get this degree and then I can get the job and then you realize, wait a second, this isn't really going to be it for me, the money or whatever. Like there's something about it not quite adding up. But we can go, we can get the job and we can be good at our job, but we can still never really understand the money part. And it can mm-hmm. feel like it has this power over us. Does that resonate for you at all? I want to understand where you are in this. Yeah, I I would say that I definitely understand, or like I would agree with that, that it feels like it has this, this like looming, you know, power over me where, you know, I'm always trying to figure it out. It's always kind of out of reach. Um, although I, I think I'd like to explore a bit more like what you mean by mysterious. Okay. What I hear in there is, uh, well, let me ask you something. Is there something that you do well in your, or like you can, is there a skill that you have in your house and it's like, you can just, you can make something in your kitchen or you can, you can like, do you feel like you have skills that you can, you feel very confident in? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that, like, I would say that I'm pretty artistic. So I have a lot of like little things that I can do here and there, like knitting <laughs> or drawing. <laughs> I swear I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young still, <laughs> even though I have those types of hobbies. Okay. So for some people, knitting or drawing can seem rather mysterious. They would look at something that you've made and and not really understand how that came to be because from their perspective, if they tried to do it, it would just be a mess. Mm -hmm. Now in their life, being able to knit or draw isn't, doesn't have that big of an impact on them. But I wonder if something similar is when you look at money and how money is being made for, let's say other people, it just has the same, like, man, how do they do that? Cause when I do it, it just feels clunky or I'm not really quite sure how it works. And that's what I want to understand for you. Yeah, I would say, I would say that's pretty accurate. It's uh, it doesn't come like, I feel like it doesn't come as naturally to me. Okay. It doesn't come as naturally for you. Why would it come naturally? I mean, did your artistic skills come naturally or is it something that you've put time into? I mean, I'd like to think that it, my artistic skills came naturally, but it could be just because of out, of out of practice. You know, when you when I was younger, I did do it a lot, which probably translated to me being better at it now later in life. 
I wonder if you were like my daughter, because when her drawings at two and three were, <laughs> they sucked. I mean, let's be honest. Right? <laughs> She's I mean, I got great hands now, but we all start somewhere is my point. Yeah, you're, you're right there. I probably drew some stick figures in my life. <laughs> okay. What if money, and I want to start to segue this into power. Okay. This thing that has power over you, you've said. I, I would agree, yeah. The thing that has money. Money definitely feels that way. Okay. And we can be talking about money. When I talk to men, it's sometimes it's relating. They just cannot understand how some people can talk to a woman and it's easier and free or how attraction is created or it's just these, these mysterious things mm -hmm. and they feel either powerless or very weak or there's some, there's some dynamic there, which is like, I, this isn't my arena and they kind of give up, throw their hands up. I'm just not one of those people. I wonder if we were to look at this as a skill you could develop or an awareness you could develop, an understanding you could develop. That if money is important for you to empower you to have the experiences you want to have as a woman or potentially a wife, potentially a mother, whatever it is, you want to understand this. On one level, we could throw our hands up and just be like, it didn't come naturally to me, or I'm just not one of those people over there. But I could turn into it and say, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to learn about it. Not mm -hmm. I'm going to learn the stock market or I'm going to learn investing, <laughs> but just I'm actually going to put my attention to it and I'm going to empower myself. That's the word, empower. This thing is not going to be mysterious and loom over me and be out of reach for me. Yeah. What does that feel like? To, this is that shift in, in the possible shift in perspective. What does that feel like? It feels, it feels like, you know, there's hope. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I've taken steps maybe in the last year or so to, to be more empowered with, with my financial situation. And I think that's why it's, it's getting better, but I guess what that brings up for me is like, where do I start? Because it, because it seems like such a big looming thing for me, it's like, yeah, where do you start if it's such a big topic? Okay. And so you say you've been empowering more. I'm assuming that that means what a lot of people do, which is, oh, I learned about budgeting. I learned about where my expenses are going. I, I learned about those things. What, what have you been doing that's been helping you or at least just feeling like you've been on the, empowering yourself a bit? Yeah, I, I would say it's probably pretty basic stuff. I mean, just, I mean, I don't think I ever really knew how to stick to a budget before. So I've gotten to that place, you know, and, um, I've, I've tried to read books <laughs> about financials, but I don't think maybe they're 
as practical. I, I think I've kind of gone to the side of like how money is energy and and how to attract money into your life, that kind of thing. But that's not necessarily going to to, to really be practical in in some senses. So there's probably a lot more exploring that I could do. Um, but again, I, I think it's kind of like where to start. And and it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. Like if I if it's this mysterious thing, then where is the place that you start? Okay. So on one level we can learn, and I'm not a financial teacher here, uh, but mm -hmm. what I want to help is more of the mindset we're bringing to this. So if this mm -hmm. was any skill that you wanted to learn, um, we can go from feeling disempowered and that's not who I am. I'm not one of those people mm -hmm. to an empowered place, which is, I'm going to learn this. Mm -hmm. I am tired of having this be a mystery. I am tired of having this feel like it's something looming over me. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn. That woman did ABC with her life. How did she do that? Did she sit and look at her crystals all morning? Or did she learn a skill? Did she hire a coach? Did she, uh, to help her learn how to do ABC? Oh my gosh, it, she flipped houses. That's a thing. I could learn what that is. doesn't mean I have to do it. What did this person do over here? They learned this other skill. They went from this place to this place. Interesting. I can see it. It's a, it's a process. It's mm -hmm. not mysterious. It's a process to learn. Mm -hmm. You could be on this path of just being curious and starting to look around and like, how did people get there? How did you go from this place to that place? What did you learn along the way? And you might find in there something that speaks to you, but it starts with that curiosity. I'm learning. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going, I'm, I'm not satisfied with it being a mystery any longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do like that. I think there's definitely like a, a, a mindset shift that would benefit me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think part of it is some, some of the people that I know that are in a good financial position did have, they did have a lot of help from their parents. <laughs> so it, it, I mean, that doesn't mean that they haven't done things that I could learn from as well. Um, because they do have, you know, investing or financial decisions that they've made to, to grow their money. I think, you know, I guess I'm, I'm also like, I, I think I'm curious about it and, you know, there's little resources here and there that I've read, like, for example, through my work, there's like a portal about financial advice. And so you can read through that and they tell you stuff about saving money on taxes and your RSPs. And, you know, I've read through those things, but you know, that's, it's not really something that's going to change my life or give me some sort of insight I'd never seen before. Um, but when it, when it comes to like these, you know, oh, this is how I made it, I made lots of money, or 
this is how I set myself up financially. Like a lot of the stuff that I find online is like people just trying to sell me things. Right. So it it's like, I want to find out more, but I'm not quite sure where to go. And, you know, the people that I do have in my life that I could talk to, I'm not sure. I guess I, maybe I'm judging them a little bit beforehand because I'm like, oh, well, they got money from their parents. So that's probably what it is. That I don't know who to go to as like that expert. Okay. So there's right now it's, I'm not really quite sure where to look because on one hand there's, there's information for people that are in more of a salary type positions, which isn't really about creating wealth. No. Right. It's how to be, how to be better at being a salary person within the organization. Basically. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's valuable to some people. Yeah. What I see you looking for is I want to learn how to, if I wanted to, I want to understand how are people creating wealth? Yeah. What are the different ways? That's it. Like just to bring that curiosity. And I also hear like, Hey, there's a, there's a ton of people out there. A lot of charlatans that would want to take my money to have them teach me their process when probably their process is taking money from people trying to teach them something they haven't done yet. <laughs> That's exactly the problem. <laughs> I mean, if you go on YouTube and you look up, you know, how to make money, the first three are sponsored and they're trying to sell you some sort of, you know, program. And it's a lot of money, which is pretty ironic. <laughs> mm -hmm. So where might you look otherwise? Where that I like, because this is the empowerment part. Mm-hmm. This is where you get to be empowered and recognize there's a world out there trying to sell you stuff that may not be, may not be the most beneficial to you. But I want, I also want to help you recognize that this is not the easy road. Yeah. This is not the road for people that want to sleepwalk through life. This is a creator path. This is, I'm a hunter. I need to be, as I move through my environment, I need to be paying attention to things. Mm -hmm. So if I'm used to being on a path, which is just tell me what to do, and I get a paycheck every two weeks, this is a different one. This is me really learning to discern signals, values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can't expect, nor would I, to be able to sleepwalk my way through this. Definitely. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like everybody else around me at my job is basically sleepwalking. And it's so, it's so not inspiring. Like I, I want to be surrounded by people who are inspiring, like inspiring people, people that are motivated and not just looking for a paycheck you know, I want to be around people who also like are just enjoying life and like doing fun things. And I think I have a, a life where that's relatively good. Like, I think I have some balance there, but I know that I could be a lot happier and a lot more free if I wasn't working for like somebody else. 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. What I really liked there was the description of the people that you wanted to be around. And what I hear in there, a subtext, is I want to be that. I want to be motivated. I want to be enjoying my life. I want to be at the wheel instead of asleep. Yeah. And I want to surround myself with those people too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, because I don't have a ton of people like that in my life, I've been a bit more like picky lately about, you know, the friends that I do have, because if my friends are just similar to me in the position I'm in right now, then, you know, it's just going to encourage me to keep being the same way. And it would be nice to be around other people with new ideas and new inspiration and new motivation. That's really what I've been trying to do. What if that was another skill to develop? To find yeah. those people, to find your tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear this a lot, which is this kind of dissatisfaction. I'm dissatisfied with my job, dissatisfied with my community, dissatisfied with my relationship to money or sex or whatever it is. Okay. What are you doing about it? Well, nothing. <laughs> I'm wanting all of this stuff to change, but I'm not learning anything or I'm not applying myself in any way. I just want something. I want everything to just change. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, mm-hmm. but that's it. It's the, okay, then it's my responsibility. What can I do to put myself in a position where I will learn these things? What can I do to put myself in positions to meet these people? And it takes time. It's not mm-hmm. a buy now button. Yeah. I think that's probably why I listen to so many podcasts, <laughs> including yours, because those are people that motivate me and see things from a different perspective and in a perspective that I'd like to have. So it's, it's a way of me kind of opening that up a little bit more of like surrounding my, myself with people that inspire me. But I'd like to have that in my, you know, reality of life, just the friends that I surround myself with. So if we were to look at this through the lens of, okay, I I want these things. I want to be empowered with money. I want to understand how someone went from this position in their life financially to that position in their life financially through a creative process, not just a receptive process, like somebody, a windfall. I want to learn that. I want to learn all these different ways. I'm, I could become my own freaking podcast. I just interview people. How'd you get rich? Or how did you get to a place where you were in a, where you felt really secure financially? Mm-hmm. Which I wonder how many people would actually, actually admit that they feel, <laughs> if they feel <laughs> secure financially, <laughs> no matter how much they have, it's never enough. Okay. So, okay. And then we were to look at your actions. What are you doing to learn that? We could close that gap. If I'm not doing anything, what would I start to do? This is where a coaching process would come in, right? If I say I want to be around people that have certain values, but also embody them in the world, they're motivated, they're energized, they're creating, what am I doing 
to find those opportunities. And the responsibility is yours. So I see this smile. <laughs> I was just, I was thinking like, what do people like that do? Like, where would I find them? <laughs> yeah. Where would you find them? That's a wonderful question to live into. Now, it's like a pair of glasses you put on and you're looking through your day. Where are these people? Who are the people that have done something I might want to do? Or I might want to learn how to do? Mm -hmm. I might ask people, do you know anybody that sounds like this? Mm -hmm. It seems funny to, <laughs> to think about, but yeah, it, it's almost like an awkward thing to ask somebody, but in the long run, it might be worth it because it might be the only way to really put myself out there and, and find those people. All right. Let's talk about that. Okay. Cause this was, this was really at the heart of the book that I wrote. Mm-hmm which is that when we start to clarify what we want and then we start to think about the actions we'll take to get there, it feels dangerous or awkward or weird. And it's like, oh, wait a second. I kind of want to just sit behind my computer and do my search <laughs> that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. You mean I got to go out in the world? I got to have <laughs> conversation. I got to, I got to, be transparent and show people what I'm interested in and what I want to learn. Like what comes up for you as we start to talk about these things? You said it was awkward, but what else? I guess by like putting yourself out there in a position like that, you're admitting what you don't know. Oh, Tell me, tell me about that one. That's a, that's a great one. So tell me if I, if I'm, if I'm transparent about what I'm looking for, then I'm admitting, I don't know this thing. Yeah. I, I just feel like a lot of people, including myself, want to appear like I have it together. Okay. And I don't really want to admit to people that you know, there's, there's things that I don't know or that I don't actually have it together. Okay. I'm going to use real broad strokes here. Okay. Real broad. Okay. okay. I can empower myself around money and building a community. I can empower myself to, to really create the life that I want. Mm -hmm. Or I'll, I can just kind of act like I got it all together. And feel stressed out. Yeah, it's almost like you can't really have, you can't learn unless you start from a place of not really knowing. And sometimes that means admitting it to other people. Okay. Yeah, this is... <laughs> This is the get over ourselves part of the book. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Later also, <laughs> it's, you know, in this, uh, you know, in, in Buddhist teaching, they call it beginner's mind. 
it's just a lot easier. Life's a lot easier when we get over ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that you're bringing this up because really we're starting to see what's in, what might be in the way is that competing commitment to look like you've got it all together and you don't need to learn anything. You got it figured out. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I just, I don't think I knew that I felt like that. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to think that I'm like relatively self-aware, but it's almost like so simple that I'd never really thought that that would be something like of a problem for me. I think it's a problem for everybody, myself included. What I, what helps me is when I recognize it's a facet of me, it's a part of me that is committed to looking good all the time. It's always there. If this is the boardroom in my mind, he's the one that's got the mirror and is like, wait a second, I think our, my, my butt looks a little big from this perspective. We, we can't really do that. <laughs> so it's, it's recognizing that the vanity is always going to be there. And our, mm-hmm. everybody's vanity is a little different. So we don't yeah. expect it to not be there. It's just we got to make sure that part of us doesn't hijack the process. Right. So if I'm really here to empower myself to have the experiences I really want to have, I want to have money. I want to have power and skill with money so that I can create the things that I want to have to have choice. doesn't mean I have to be God awful rich. I just have choice. If I want money, I can make it. Mm -hmm. If I want to pass that on to my children, I want to feel empowered in that way. Okay. That's my responsibility. I can learn. I've proven to myself that I can learn things. Wait a second. We have to act like we've got it all together. Okay. No, you don't get to be (laughs) the one driving things here. I'm living for something bigger and deeper than looking like I've got it together. Yeah. It's almost like, like everyone's all trying to act like they got it together, but there's probably, I mean, everybody has issues that they probably don't talk about out loud, (laughs) but it's like hard to be vulnerable around other people when you know that they're probably also putting that front up. But it, it seems, yeah, it just, I just didn't really realize how much that was affecting like my ability to like reach out to other people. Hmm. What if you've been, you know, we move through stages in our lives and let's just say that this stage you've been learning how to survive this last 10 years has been, I've got to figure this out. And you, you're doing great. You are surviving. And you, you came onto this call with, is this it? And maybe you're asking, is, is there more to life than just surviving? Definitely. Okay. And so what if survival is, I want to be comfortable. I want to feel safe. I want to feel stability and I want to make sure I look good. 
Like I've got it all together. Yeah. That's important. It is important to to have that, those things to feel accepted in that way, to have all of those things. But after a certain amount of those things, we don't feel fulfilled. Those things don't equal fulfillment. They just mean we get to feel comfortable. We get to feel safe. We get to feel accepted, which are, like I said, they're needed, but they're not really what we're here to experience. Who you are becoming, who you are becoming, right, on this path is having you step into the next phase beyond just getting by. Which means there's more to life for you than always being comfortable, always feeling safe and secure, always looking, feeling like you've got it all put together. So it's going to seem a little weird. All the rules that you've had before might seem like they, they don't fit as well anymore because you're moving into this next phase of the game. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense. Okay. So depending on what your community or your culture is, they may be completely committed to that, that first game. Have all the comfort, have all the, you know, avoid risk at all costs, have your shit together. And you may realize that's not the game you're playing anymore. You may be willing to be a little more uncomfortable. You may be willing to take on a little bit more risk. You may be willing to challenge the idea that you need to have it, your, you know, to have it look like you've got it all together, which will seem crazy to them. It'll seem dangerous to them. Yeah, I'm just envisioning my family. My family's very low risk tolerance. <laughs> And anything outside of those three things would seem insane to them. Okay. The good news is that you don't have to do anything crazy. But if you have a choice, you can wake up. Okay, I know what it means to always seek comfort, always seek certainty, always seek acceptance. You're looking good. Okay, I, I, I can go play that game. I know what that looks like. But if I want to feel empowered... I know that that means I'm going to step into these other arenas. Mm -hmm. And that may actually help you start to identify who's playing at that level. Cause you'll look at them and be like, that's freaking, whoa, who does that? (laughs) That's a good point. I like that. I say that because if we're, if we don't, you, you, you were asking, where do I look? You may start to look at, it's not about getting better at the comfort and better at the risk management and better at the looking good. you may start to look around and start like, who is bold? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's willing to not, who's willing to be more transparent about their lives or their finances or their, the fact that they're learning or whatever. Huh? Maybe that's where, maybe that can be more of a sense of where to go. Yeah. Let's zoom out. What are you taking away so far? We've talked, we've covered a lot of ground. That I'm being held back by wanting to look good. And like, I have everything together Um, that I'd like to surround myself with people that 
inspire me and I need to look for where those people are <laughs> in my daily life um, and start, you know, get, getting outside of my comfort zone. Um, and maybe that will help me identify people who I do want to have surround me. Is there anything that comes to you? You know, these are distinctions, right? These are ideas. Uh, the real value of coaching comes from what we do in between the coaching calls. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that comes to you that's, that feels like, okay, this could be an experiment. This could be, a, and it's a step. It's not the solution. It's just, hey, let's see. Anything come for you? I think that there's like some connections in my life that I probably could explore a bit um, that I haven't because I wanted to seem like I have it all together. So, you know, there might be the next step of just going outside of my comfort zone and reaching out to those people. There's not a ton of them, but there's a couple I can think of. So, yeah. You have an opportunity to create a mission here. At least one, if not two. So the mission is, one mission is, I'm going to learn how people have created money or created more wealth in their lives. And I like the word create. And then the other mission could be, I'm going to learn um, where these vibrant communities are. Those are skills to develop, right? To be able to look at that. But they also give us a direction. They give us a sense of what I can be doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It also means that I, in any given situation, if I'm standing in line getting a coffee, I could be like, hey, I'm looking for people. In this, this is where <laughs> it can get fun. And this is where I would challenge you on something. We're like, okay, I want you to go to <laughs> you go to the Aston Martin dealership and ask, like, how did that guy make his money or whatever? Like, just get into this place where you get oh, it's fun and funny to get over yourself. I kind of like that idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just go to, to think an expensive car dealership. Yeah. How did, how did, how did most of your guys make their money? Can you introduce me to someone who is, who has created their own wealth? Yeah. And you were to make it like, I'm going to have at least one conversation with a person every week. I'm going to learn from them. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to ask them, who did they learn from or who would they recommend? And you just on this learning path. Mm -hmm. Imagine where you'd be six weeks from now. If you'd have five, six conversations with real people, imagine the resources you'd have in front of you. You'd be like, oh, and then there's this group you could join. And then there's this other thing. And these are really good people. And I'd be happy to make an introduction. And it just imagine what the difference of the questions you'd have at that point than you do today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really like that 
for some reason, it feels a little less scary than talking to people I already know, because it's, you know, if you talk to a stranger, it's, you know, you might never see them again. And I also feel like half the time people like, you know, random interactions like that sometimes. So I don't think people would be as weirded out by that as maybe it feels or seems like it would be. It does make me feel empowered thinking about it. Tell me about that. It just, it feels like something I could do. I could, I could see it happening. Great. As funny and weird as it sounds, sometimes it's just like coming up with a creative idea like that. Yeah. Okay. There. Where we started our conversation, it didn't feel empowered. Yeah. This is the little flame that we want to feed a little bit at a time, not too much, but just a little bit of air, a little bit of fuel week by week. Yeah. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn the territory. I'm going to learn what the schools are, what the coaches are, what the programs are, what the pathways are, all these. I'm just going to learn. And then I can choose if I want to do any of that. Yeah, I think I, I think part of it is, I think I need to be a bit more creative with my ideas of, of how to learn. Cause you know, it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, I'm going to look on a Facebook group or, you know, just do things that seem like something somebody else would do, but, you know, going really outside of the box, <laughs> it's not even something I would have thought of, but you know, if I'm starting from a crazy idea, like walking into a car dealership and talking to some random people, you know, maybe that will fuel some other creative ideas as well. The, the, what might be most empowering is letting go of the idea that these opportunities are not around me. There's a presupposition, there's an assumption that Nobody around me, there's, there's no pathways here. I don't see any doorways. I just see walls. And if your willingness, if you're willing to ask questions and get a lot of no's or I'm sorry, I can't help you, you will start to find doorways where there were once walls. But this fear, as you've identified it, looking a little or feeling awkward or feeling uncomfortable or maybe being seen a certain way, if that's really the only thing that's in the way, well, that's, that's actually great news because we can get over that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like the way you describe that because it does seem like, I don't know if I've pinpointed that before or said it out loud, but it does feel like there's not a lot of opportunities to meet people like this, but you're right. Like, it's out there. I just have to be willing to go look for it and be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Here's the deal. Even if you decide that you want to step on one of these paths to create your own financial well-being, you're going to continue to be uncomfortable. You're going to continue to be bold. You're going to have to continue to get over yourself in these. It's not a, okay, I had to do it once. That's what I mean. It's like you're stepping away from this other game, that survival game, 
I use survival in quotes to this is it now. This is what I do. I'm putting myself out there. I am bold. Mm-hmm. And what I heard in there was that also playfulness is key for you. If you can find some playfulness, I see your smile, right? It's just like <laughs> the creativity comes and then it's easier to get over yourself. Yeah, okay. that's true. I don't want to take life so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drag, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> How great is it? So, so we can know going forward, all right, I'm going to tense up. I'm going to want to convince myself that this is, there's no freaking way. Nobody knows. Like, think about all the, the beliefs you have right now. They keep you from being uncomfortable. They keep you from taking risks. They keep you from doing anything that would jeopardize your self-image. They're designed to do that. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Seriously, those beliefs are what are holding you back. They, they keep you from seeing opportunities. I want to, I want to share something with you. I sit in this chair on a regular basis and I look into this camera and I talk to men and some women that have reached certain levels of success. And they tell me they're lacking meaning in their lives. They tell me that, you know, they could go make more money, but that's not really the thing that, that, that would light them up anymore. And usually after some conversation, they say, I want to help young people. I want to help somebody do what I've done. I want to empower, I want to help somebody feel empowered. So I I want to help you understand the perspective I have, which is here's somebody, you, that wants to be empowered. And there's people out there in the world that would love to help you. Love to help you. Right. We just have to be looking for each other. (laughs) You've got to put it out there. They're not going to find you. Mm-hmm. But you taking that first step, this is what I stand for. This is what I want in my life. I want to be empowered. I want to find people that can teach me. I want to learn. There you go. Yeah. The Yodas and Obi-Wans will come walking out, <laughs> of, the, out of the trees. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. They want to help you. Mm-hmm. I think that perspective is, is, is nice for me to know too, because it gives me a bit more encouragement to know that, you know, maybe I will be shut down by some people, but there's people out there who would be willing to talk to me and help me out. You can always go take the easy road again. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. It's your choice. You're not really making a big leap here. There's, there's no risk to be taken other than some time and some energy and some conversations and somebody giving you a weird look. Mm-hmm. I think you're stronger than that. Mm-hmm. So... In a coaching conversation, this would be the opportunity for us to make an agreement or some action you might take. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What, what comes to mind? What might be enlivening for you as a first step and, and of many to come? 
I think I'd like to make a list of places that I think somebody in a financial position that I'd like to be in would be. And then maybe I can sit with my partner and be like, okay, you're going to drop me off here (laughs) and I'll see if I can find somebody. But it, I'd like to make a list first because I, you know, the idea of a car dealership is, is good, but you know, there's probably lots of places I've never thought of before. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that as a first step would be good. Okay. I'm going to push you a little bit. You have a choice here. That's still in your comfort zone. You're still in your house. I, I would be inspired to hear, I want you to get over this hump of talking to somebody. Okay. So I, you can, you get to set the timeline, even if you, if you wanted to do it, you can, you also get to set the timeline. It doesn't have to happen today. Okay. But to consider how pivotal that first conversation could be, even if you get, you fall flat on your face, mm. but to already have, I would love to, that you had five of plans so that you just keep rolling and it's not like, well, I did one and it all fell apart. I'm going to go back to my day job and forget about this conversation. Mm-hmm. but I, I, I want to help you get into that interaction. Mm-hmm. I could like look people up. I don't know how, but somehow I could look people up and like cold call some people that I think would be useful to talk to. Okay. I've seen other people do that. Like my partner's done that before where he's cold called people and asked them questions. And I was like, how could you possibly do that? That's, it's really uncomfortable, but I think it would be, you know, a good place I could start as well. Okay. You could cold call some people. And it sounds like you're, you're pretty, you, you want to stay away from people in your circle at this point. Is that what you're, doing? I mean, I would say like within my own circle, there's not a lot I think that I can really work with, but, um, my partner's circle, there's definitely a lot more that, you know, I could explore there. Um, but I also don't want to like use his circle. Like I want to make my own circle. (laughs) So I want you to see this as the the next step just leads to the next step. Yeah. And that what if the questions were, hey, I'm looking for people that I could learn from and get information about possible resources. Mm-hmm. Who do you know? So it would start with your boyfriend. Who do yeah. you know? And you might get a list of five people or three, two, and then you talk to them. Who do they know? Mm-hmm. Who do they know? So you're not you're not just staying stuck in that role. And you might even be able to like, there's people in your world that aren't on that path, but they do know somebody. Hey, you should talk to my brother. He's killing it. Yeah. I guess there's some people I could ask that are in my circle, even through my work, but you know, I'm not going (laughs) to tell them any long-term plans or anything, but um, I, you know, I might be able to explore a couple people there as well. Okay. 
So what if we let go of this belief that I don't know anybody that does this, but we, there's still a question mark of who do they know? Yeah, that's a great point. And getting an introduction through somebody that's warm like that is usually a lot more fruitful. That's why I want to throw that out there. Okay. So what if you made a list of 10 people in your world, in your boyfriend's world, and scheduled some calls, started making them happen? I got about five right now. So we're halfway there. <laughs> Great. So when do you want to start making calls? Your, your choice. I mean, I could start today. <laughs> um, this is your choice, okay? I want to be you. You can slow it down. You you get to drive the intensity here. Well, I'd like to digest this a little bit afterwards first, and then once I'm ready, probably, you know, afterwards I've created a list. I could start right away if I'm feeling ready, but you know, that just depends, but most likely Monday because, you know, I think on the weekends, people are usually busy. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's walk, watch out for a myth. Okay. The myth of ready. <laughs> oh no. <Okay>. Ready. <laughs> ready is up for a lot of people is I'm going to feel confident. I'm going to feel clear about what to, I'm going to feel completely safe. I'm going to feel completely, I'm going to have zero doubts about what I'm doing. No, this will feel weird. Yeah. This will feel uncertain. Well, I'd like to be certain at least about what I'm about to ask them first. Great. And then see where the conversation goes. But I, you know, I don't want to call them with just no plan. So great. What do you want to ask them? Let's knock that out right now. Mm. I don't even know if I would start out super hard hitting. Like, I, I don't know if I would just jump right into it, but maybe like, um, uh, set it up with, you know, I'm looking to look for some more uh, ideas about how to handle money and then, you know, see if they have any lessons that they've learned over the years that they would recommend um, with somebody who's who's trying to build that, you know, stable or maybe not stable financial future. So lessons learned for sure. Okay. Uh, advice in general from them. Um, maybe the mindsets that they have about money, their beliefs mm -hmm. about money. Mm -hmm. I think those are the ones that come to mind at first. Great. I remember two things from our conversation when you go back and listen to this. The first were was Essentially, like, how did people create it? Mm -hmm. 
Right. Like their story versus just their advice. Yeah. Because when you ask somebody, how do I handle money? That's like money management. That's a different conversation. That's kind of like the videos that your work is giving to you, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to learn budgeting? No, no, no. All our creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the two things that I heard were creation and then community. Who's doing this? Where are they meeting? Where are they helping each other out? Do they mentor people? Mm-hmm. So I, I took away those two things today. I remembered those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did people do it? How did they create? And, you know, what's their community like? Where are they meeting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did they get their coffee? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe a third one is, do they mentor people? Do they mentor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good set of questions. Okay. And you can even preface it with, this feels really awkward and weird. I'm just going to come on out. Mm-hmm. You can own it. Mm-hmm. You're definitely feeling more prepared for a a phone call. <laughs> okay. So that's that's good. I, I'm feeling empowered. Great. Excellent. So we've got a bit of clarity about what you could ask someone. Mm-hmm. You're going to create a list of people and then start chipping away. And the, the other thing I would ask for those people is who should, who do you recommend I talk to or what resource do you recommend I check out? So you want to leave a call with another opportunity. Right. You want to follow that breadcrumb trail. Yeah. I would like to get a follow-up email from you. I want to know how this is going. For... Okay. Just because this is fascinating. This is what I love about this process. And number two, I want you to have some accountability. Yeah. Would you be up for that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or you can go slither away under a rock and hide and act like this didn't happen. <laughs> no, I, I'll take the accountability. Okay, great. When would you like to follow up, follow up with me and let me know how things are going? Hmm. Next week. <laughs> Actually, it depends on depends on your schedule, I think. Not about my schedule, just an email. So well, I, I want, what I want for you is that you're that you're you're leaning in and chipping away at this a little bit at a time. Hmm. I think if we give myself a week, if I give myself a week. Um, that'd be just enough time to feel like, you know, I, I can have these scheduled calls and also not too much time where I can just slack on it. Great. So Friday, the next Friday from now. 
I love it. You're getting specific. I was going to ask you that. Next Friday. So I'll be looking for your email. Okay. All right. You'll see one. <laughs> Great. Is there anything else that would help you today? I think that was all. Okay. Thank you. I want to help you zoom out and, and just start to see what's possible for you with just this little bit, right? So the, the idea is that nobody around me knows anything. I don't, this is this mystery. I don't know where I'm in, disempowered, et cetera, et cetera. Versus I can, this is something I can learn. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to expect to be uncomfortable. I'm going to expect my vanity to show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to lean in anyway. And I do that when I'm bold and I'm playful. And I get over myself. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to expect, oh, I must not be ready because I'm feeling awkward. You're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and I want you to think about what this conversation could mean for you one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. When you think about how this was when you decided to really claim your power. Yeah. The difference in the trajectory of your life when you decided, I'm going to learn this. Yeah. I can see it. What do you see? What do you see when you imagine that empowered version of you financially? Well, it feels more like not just like this dream, but more of like a goal where I'm like, okay, well, there's actual steps to get there. Great. And I hear in that, like, I can do that. Yeah. I can do it that. It makes it more manageable and less of like this big looming thing that I'm never going to figure out. Yeah. Great job. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Take care. So as agreed, she followed up with me via email. And here are some of the takeaways that she learned from taking action. First, she described how she experienced resistance about reaching out to people and having these conversations. This is to be expected and our resistance can have us suddenly experience doubt or want to make excuses or dismiss what we want altogether. Luckily, she honored her agreement and she followed through. As a result, she spoke to 10 people. She talked about how it wasn't easy, but as she got into the flow, she noticed that her curiosity took over and her resistance got out of the way. She challenged assumptions and myths she had previously held about those who had money, and she made some connections to put people in her corner that can help her along the way. She went from being isolated, fearful, and limited to connected, hopeful, and full of possibility. Bottom line, this conversation wasn't really about creating wealth. It was about shifting into an empowered mindset. When we're empowered, we don't buy into the belief that we're fixed in stone or broken or missing some secret ingredient. We remind ourselves that we can learn new things. We can ask for help and we can figure out a way to create what we want. Here's to you playing with these ideas in your own life. Thanks for listening. 
If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.